0: Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today I am talking with John Dwyer about incentivized marketing or incentive based marketing. And it is such a powerful strategy. And John is certainly someone who has a lot of experience and examples in this type of marketing. So get excited to jump in. Hey, John, thank you so much for joining me on Basic Bananas Radio today.
0: My pleasure
1: we spoke actually quite a while back about something that you are really passionate about and also really experienced in and that is incentivized marketing or incentive based marketing as as some would call it and it's such a a great concept and i think it's a really interesting concept also moving into this season of around Christmas, where you probably, some businesses that that may have a little bit of a lower season may be able to use this to to get through a, a lower season, especially in Australia. January is usually a bit lower. Some other businesses may be able to use it to go even harder and and capitalize on the high season that they may be entering, depending on the type of business. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this concept. To get started, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what it is and anything that you want to share on that on that strategy?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you, Francesca. Look, I, uh, my business is called the Institute of Wow, and as that name, uh, I guess, infers, it's all about wow factor marketing. And uh, when you talk about wow factor marketing, it generally speaking is coming up with concepts for business owners that takes their clients' or customers' eyes off the price. And uh, as I'm sure you guys would recommend to your clients, um, you know, going down that price discount path is a race to the bottom. And uh, if you were a hardware store and you're sitting opposite Bunnings and you think you're going to beat them on price, the then <laughs> yeah. yeah, it ain't going to happen. Whereas if you said, "Look, I will give you an incentive. I'll give you a free pitchfork and a shovel every time you buy a wheelbarrow." Bunnies would have six months worth of committee meetings to work out how they could combat that. And they never could because they don't do incentive-based marketing. So that's what it's all about. Um, It's all about actually creating for your product or service a free gift, a reward, an incentive that will take people's focus off the price.
1: Yeah, and, and the great thing about this strategy is, and I'm sure you have a ton of examples too, is you don't even always have to use your own products or services as incentives. In fact, it's quite sometimes can be quite a successful strategy to partner with other companies. And we're seeing this a lot, actually, you know, the, the whole influencer movement and companies partnering with influencers and different companies, let's say four companies that are maybe in the same location teaming up together and then each donating something to push the, their, the awareness of their companies is something that is happening right now a lot. And that's kind it's a type of incentivized marketing.
0: It is, and look, you know, you hit the nail on the head because uh, I've been a member of ADMA for a long time, and I hate acronyms because I don't know what KFC stands for. But ADMA is Australian Direct Marketing Association, and uh, being a member of that for a thousand years, um, they have their you know their Academy Awards each year for the most successful promotional concepts, and the ones that win all the times are the one that uh, the ones that are incentives that have nothing at all to do with the product. So if you go into sushi train, for example you will get points that you can cash in for food. Now, that's better than not doing something, but it's not as good as if they gave a movie voucher. You see, the thing is, the most successful incentive programs, uh, according to ADMA, the Australian Direct Marketing Association, are ones where the incentive has absolutely nothing at all to do with the product. So, for example, toys uh, with McDonald's. The Happy Meal's been around for 40 years. What's a toy got to do with a hamburger? And But that is what sells the Happy Meals. If they said, look, buy a hamburger and we'll give you three fries, it wouldn't work anywhere near as well as a toy.
1: Mm, interesting. And, and I guess we'll talk through the strategy now. In those examples, what obviously matters is just that, so you say the product service doesn't really matter. What matters is that it's enticing for the audience that they're targeting. So it kind of matters in that sense but it doesn't really matter what it is. It only matters that it's appealing to the audience that the company is trying to target.
0: Dead right. And of course, a lot of businesses believe that what would be appealing to their customers is more of that product. And don't get me wrong, it's better than doing nothing. But what is more appealing is going to be something that's seen by that customer base as a value-add freebie. And that, generally speaking, is always going to be something that's not food. Well, when I say not food, I mean, if someone was going to buy a wheelbarrow and you give them a free shovel. It's related to the wheelbarrow, but you're not giving them two wheelbarrows.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Should we talk through the strategy first? So how to go about thinking about it for our listeners and then maybe share some examples of even you've with so many businesses and you've helped lots of companies implement this, maybe sharing some of the most remarkable examples. I know you have some really good ones.
0: Yeah, thank you. And I always love when anybody is interviewing me on a podcast that they use the word remarkable. That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Remarkable marketing.
0: (laughs) Remarkable, yes. I wish I was remarkable. Um, Yeah, look, uh, probably the best way to explain this is to give you a classic example of one which really went through the stratosphere. Some years ago, I had a client uh, and it was called the Greater Building Society. So it was a bank. And uh, it was a challenger brand. And, uh, you know, as challenger brands need to do, they needed to think outside the box very differently from Westpac or the ANZ or the you know, Commonwealth Bank. Because if they had a home loan at the time for 4.7%, then the Commonwealth Bank would beat them in a heartbeat and go to 46 So I said to them after looking at their business and doing a bit of a time in motion, I said, look, why don't you do something completely out of the box that the banks will never, ever copy? And I was doing some infomercials for, with Kerry-Ann uh, on Channel 9. And we had a travel wholesaler that we were advertising on these three minute infomercials and they would be able to provide you with a $5,000 holiday for half that. So I introduced them to the building society and we came up with a campaign which had nothing at all to do with interest rates. It just said, get a home loan and get a free holiday. And it uh, doubled their home loans in the first three months and tripled them in the first 18 months. We're talking billions, not millions of dollars. And this idiot who you're talking to, Francesca, didn't um, ask for a percentage of the increase. So I'm a complete (laughs) moron. Uh,
1: Yeah, it sounds like it it in that example.
0: (laughs) I am so stupid. But anyway, look, they paid me a reasonable consultancy fee, but, yeah, I wish I'd asked for a percentage of the increase. It went nuts. And uh, it ran for 10 years. Not once in 10 years did that building society ever advertise a price. All they did was nine words, get a home loan and get a free holiday. And about four years into this very successful campaign, I got Jerry Seinfeld to do their ads. And I know I sound very flippant when I say that. It wasn't easy. It took some time to get him across the line. But when you put Jerry Seinfeld with a free holiday, you can imagine what happened then. It just went absolutely nuts. And, yeah, it goes down. I think folklore in the banking industry has been probably one of the best and most successful sales promotions that any bank's done. And for 10 years, not once, did they have advertised uh, an interest rate. And when people ask me why did it work, Really easy. A holiday is appealing to both sexes and all ages. If you give me a microwave oven, I'll say I've already got one. Give me a lawnmower, I've already got one. But if I just come back from Fiji and you give me another Fiji holiday, I'll be very happy.
1: Yeah, and especially a lot of people that probably get their first home loan, they really can't think of having money for a holiday in that moment. They're probably going to scramble, especially if it's a younger demographic. So I can see how that's a really great match. This is probably a really cheeky question. You don't have to answer it seinfeld was he really expensive
0: <laughs> yeah i know i can tell you what the dollars were because uh it, you know it's public knowledge at the time i couldn't but yeah he was uh 1.1 $1. 1 million dollars a year for three years uh so that's 3.3 3. yeah um but you know he was worth every cent of that because uh Absolutely. i mean when i was i was lucky enough to go over and you know do the three years with him backwards and forward what we did is we built a greater building society in an empty shop not far away from where he lives. Uh, and then because of the size of anything that Seinfeld gets involved in, we had to put New South Wales number plates on the cars and we had to put gum trees and all sorts of things outside the, the fake branch because you're dealing with someone of that magnitude. So his eye for detail is pretty special. But I said to him at the time, look, why did you say yes for this? Because obviously you don't need the money. And he said, well, two reasons, because oh. I'm I'm pretty persistent. I have to I have to admit I'm pretty persistent. He said, well, two reasons. Number one, I love Australian sense of humour. But number
1: two, I thought if I didn't say this, yes, you'd never go away. <laughs> what was this is this is a really great lesson because we just talked before we went and hit the record button we talked about how you know some of the younger generations are come across maybe as a little bit and this is um really you know, walking on fire here saying this, but maybe a little bit res, less come across a bit less resilient and and a bit less like committed sometimes, you know, pulling out of reliable, I think is a good word. So what was your strategy? Did you just, did you just message his assistant a lot or did you send him stuff? What yeah, What was your yeah, strategy? Yeah.
0: And, and I'm going to show off a little bit, Francisco, because I, Previous to that, I've had Michael Jordan, and even when she was alive, Princess Di, um, uh, Paul Hogan, the Crocodile Dundee, uh, Steven Spielberg, and a whole bunch of these people do stuff for us over time. And I won't go you the details, but we've been able to get through to that level. And really, persistence beats intelligence. I don't think I'm that smart. I'm just persistent, <laughs> and uh, and that's what happens. You just keep on keeping on. And in Jerry's instance. Um, his manager was a guy called George Shapiro, who only just passed away in the last uh, 18 months and a lovely guy. And he discovered Jerry all those years ago. And I built up a relationship with him by just giving him a call regularly and, and obviously emails. And I'm not being a nuisance in terms of being a pest. I was always very professional. We'd book calls and stuff. And then, yeah, because he and I got on pretty well. He was sarcastic and I suffer from that as well. We got on very well. He said, look, how about I put it to Jerry? And when Jerry sort of got the idea, he said, look, um, you're asking me to take the mickey out of the big banks. I love taking the mickey out of anything. I'll do that.
1: Incredible. And and you said something really, you know, really key there, too, just before you shared how you went about it. And you, you actually said persistent, persistence beats intelligence. And I think that persistence and intelligence is is right now the key especially also with all the new tools that we have access to in terms of all the ai and we're running a session on this tomorrow and you still need to be intelligent to get the most out of these tools to be at the top of it you definitely anyone can use this stuff and you don't have to be super smart to use it but no. to get the most output out of any of these tools you definitely want to use some creativity and intelligence now one question so this holiday company that you partnered with. I assume for them, because you you obviously in these strategies, you look at win-win. So basically win-win-win-win. So everyone wins, the customer, the two companies, and possibly even the other company's customers. What was the win for the travel company that they would have access to a pool of new clients that they can market to?
0: Oh, look, they they thought, you know, basically they died and gone to heaven uh, because uh, when I introduced them to the building society and this thing went crazy, they didn't have to do any television advertising or, you know, Facebook or what have you. There were just holidays after holidays after holidays being booked, um, millions and millions and millions of dollars with the holidays being booked, and this ran for 10 years. So can you imagine having a uh, a client, and this was the building society, just handing business to you every day of the week? So, yeah, they were pretty happy. I, I think they gave me a bottle of wine one Christmas, and I deserved it. <laughs> <that. Yeah. laughs>
1: That's very generous. And so so the Building Society paid them 50% of the public price, basically.
0: Uh, it was about that. I mean, it just depends yeah. on where the location was. But, yeah, so therefore, if it was a Disneyland, let's say, 10-day holiday, and normally if you looked at, you know, a normal travel agency, it might have been, a, you know, for two people it might have been a $7,000 holiday, then they would get it for near enough half of that. And how the business, how the Building Society funded this was very interesting. It was basically cost-neutral. Um Because when I was in the boardroom and talking to a whole bunch of very boring bankers, (laughs) they asked me what the concept moving forward would be to sell more home loans. And I'd been there for two or three months and they knew I was a bit cheeky. So I threw a happy meal on the boardroom table and they said, what's that, Smart Alec? And so I pulled the toy out and I said, well, that's going to sell more home loans for you, of course, metaphorically. And they said to me, look, okay, enough of the cuteness. Just tell us what you're talking about. We know that a toy is not going to sell a home loan. I said, well, this takes everyone's eyes off the price. And I explained to them that I had six little kids at that time, this was a few years ago, and I said, we've spent $7 gazillion on Happy Meals. I have no idea what they cost because of the free toy. So I said, you want to take their eyes off the price. Stop this interest rate marketing because Commonwealth Bank are going to beat you every day of the week. So they said, all right, we'll give it a, t- a try. So that's what happened. We actually... Jumped on TV and Facebook and all the usual, you know, platforms, and we tested it for three months. (laughs) When their home loans doubled, we're talking doubled in three months.
1: They just, they
0: just kept, they kept the button, they kept their finger on the green button.
1: Incredible. Do you want to? I like to give our listeners like it really sort of practical steps. Do you you have some sort of like you know first do this, then do this, then do this? You know, do you have some sort of a three step approach to incentive based marketing?
0: Yeah, look, I the first step is to identify your most profitable customer. Of course, not your customer, and I know that that's what you guys would preach as well. It's not about, you know, all women. It's women between 25 and 39 or whatever it may be. So, therefore, it's identifying your most profitable customer. Uh, and then, uh, of course, as you well know, direct response marketing is all about problem solution. And so, therefore, it's about giving them the solution to their problem. So you've got to identify not only your most profitable customer, what their issue is, what their problem is, and then provide the solution. And most of the time, it doesn't matter whether it's a solar panel or whether it happens to be a swimming pool cleaner or whatever, you've got the solution, but guess what? So is five or six or ten of your competitors. So at that stage, it's a matter of determining how do you get their attention. If you've identified their problem, you've provided the solution, how do you have a strong CTA, call to action? And that strong CTA, generally speaking, in my books, is to come up with a Happy Meal toy. And uh, that Happy Meal toy should be something that that target audience really wants. So, for example, if it happened to be a male product and happened to be a sporting product, then that might well be tickets to the grand final. Okay. Um, I happen to, I guess, be a little biased with regards to the holidays because I've seen what holidays do with these days packaged up, you know, campaigns whereby it doesn't matter what business it is, they give away a free holiday when someone buys something from them. And the reason I've gone down that path is because I realized this, and you guys would too, smaller businesses just want to buy a package. They want to get that package, put it into place and stick to their technician work.
1: Absolutely. yeah, Very clever. This this has been great. Is there Are there any other examples you would love to share before we wrap up or any final words?
0: Yeah, one and, of the things that you, one of the things that people might like to consider too is um, big cash giveaways. And, um, Francisco, I'm not sure whether you guys have been involved in this too much, but who wants to be a millionaire? And you know all those Deal or No Deal shows on TV. The TV networks don't give that away. What the TV networks do is that they actually insure that money. And any business can go out there and get fifty or $100,000 or $250,000 to give away when people actually buy their products or services and pay cents in the dollar for the insurance premium. And that's something that people, I think, should probably consider as well. Buy my product and have the chance to win $50,000. And that $50,000 prize comes from the insurance company for less than 10% of that. Mm, yeah, great. Great
1: example. Any final words?
0: Well, what I would say, and I'm pushing my own barrel here, if you don't mind me saying this, but you know, because of the, uh, I guess, the incentives that I've given away over the years or put together for clients to give away, and that includes everything from lawnmowers to microwave ovens to skateboards to you name it, the most powerful that I've ever come across is what we did for the Greater Building Society, the free holiday. And with your permission, entirely with your permission, uh, I would give I'll give everyone the URL to go and have a look at if they wanted to. We yeah, we can we, we can provide any business with a, a, a vacation voucher worth up to a thousand dollars, where they can give that to their customers if they buy their product or service, and that's all around Australia, Europe, America. They can go to Vegas, New York, they can go to London, they can go to Switzerland. Basically, they actually hand this voucher to their customers when the customer buys a product or service worth $1,000 and we give it to them for less than $50 a voucher, which sounds magician David Copperfield like, but there's ways and there. I won't bore you with the details now, but we get access to unsold hotel rooms. So we're able to provide this Happy Meal toy, if you like, to businesses to attract more customers.
1: Amazing, yeah. And I can see how it's definitely a great strategy for, you know, the the travel agency or the tra- companies that are giving away the thousand bucks because, you know, you might let's go say I go to Paris, I get a thousand buck voucher, I'm going to spend five grand, you know, while I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I can see how this is really clever. Did you want to share the URL for people to check out? And we'll also pop it in the show notes too.
0: I appreciate that. And thank you very much. It's just uh, funescapes.com.au. So it's funescapes.com.au. Right. and okay. if you jump on there you'll see at the moment that uh, there is um, uh, a limit of 50 well, minimum of 50 vouchers that people need to buy but because you know I know you guys and of course we'll make sure we do the right thing by anyone who comes on board
1: yeah perfect awesome well I'll I'll let people check out that URL and for you thank you so much for joining us if anyone wants to reach out to you, I assume you're on all the social platforms. They so can just find John da- Dwyer. Yep. Is that how I pronounce your last name? Yep, yep. John, yep.
0: John, Good Irish Catholic name, John yeah. Dwyer, D-W-Y-E-R. and it's called the Institute of Wales. So we're across everything. Facebook, Instagram, the whole thing. Yeah.
1: LinkedIn. Excellent. Great. We'll we'll link all that up and thank you again. Do you have any even if it's not on this topic, what what you know this is, I'm really putting you on the spot. I'm, and I'm gonna ask you two things. What is one of your Favorite books that you maybe you are reading right now or that you have read that you would love to recommend. And also, if you could just leave business owners with one message, what would that
0: mm-hmm. be? Okay. Uh the book, and I'm not reading right now because I've read it before, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning. And I don't think it'll be any surprise to you, and that is the Purple Cow by Seth Gordon. Uh, because if you think about what that book stands for, of course, the purple cow stands out from all the other cows in the paddock um and that's what wow factor marketing is all about so if you've got a business called the institute of wow you tend to sort of you know gravitate towards those books um and and by and look at that book and look at that ugly guy oh is that your is
1: that your latest one or
0: yeah this is called the avalanche leads formula and uh, the reason i'm I'm bragging about that is that the big story in there is how we got 102,000 leads in one week for a business here in Australia, which is a pretty big number. And uh, if anyone wants that, just go to jdwowbook.com. Uh, JD as in John DeWire, so it's jdwowbook.com and uh, get it for free. Okay, you know, obviously you download it for free. But if you said to me, look, what sort of advice would I give anyone? Um and I think you guys would go along with this because you are crazy, like I am crazy. And really? I've seen I've seen your videos. I've seen what you guys get up to. So I think we'd probably get on pretty well. <laughs> um, and I say this to my six millennial kids. I don't know whether they listen to me or not. And that is hang around people who say why not, not people who say why. And generally speaking, you'll find that operationally minded people, like accountants and lawyers, and you know people who are behind the scenes, they tend to say to you guys and to me. Oh, why? But why? Whereas I like to hang around crazy people who go, J.D., why not? Why not? Let's give that a shot.
1: I love that. Hang around with people that say why not, not people who say why. That's another book title too, John, I reckon. (laughs) There we go. At least a tagline for for one of your campaigns.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
1: Great. Thank you so much for joining us again, John. And thank you to the listener for tuning in as always. We really appreciate you choosing Basic Bananas Radio as your maybe weekly show. And we also really appreciate any five-star reviews. If you love the show, we would love a review on whichever channel you're listening into. And again, thank you so much and talk to you very soon. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.